Good afternoon, hello and welcome to the second episode of Podcony. My name is Dan or Falcone, I'm going to be your host today and I am joined by three wonderful guests who are going to have a little chat with me about the Pokemon Presents that happened a little earlier. So let's start as usual with Toby. Hello Toby. Hello, uh, hi, I think there's a slight problem with the layout by the way, but other than that, hi, I'm looking forward to it, this is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it, yeah. Teething difficulties, there you go. Still just the second episode, bear with me. Sorry if you're an audio <laughs> listener. You'll have no idea what we're talking about, but that's fine. Uh, hey, Toby. But two new guests today. I'm really excited to have you both. Uh, underneath me, if you're watching on screen, True Green 7. Hello, hi. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? For, for anyone that doesn't know who you are, I'm sure most people here do know oh, who you are. You want to have a little introduction? Oh, hi. hi uh, my name is Ron. Uh, my channel is True Green Seven, and I mean, I guess the channel is definitely one hundred percent Pokemon. If that's what, if that, that's what anybody's asking, but like, mostly like I say, half of the videos are art related, like me creating new Pokemon or type swaps or evolutions and stuff like that, or you know, uh, facts about the Pokemon world, uh, our world, how how the world and the, our world connects. Just making you appreciate Pokemon in our world, basically. I see this is why you were saying when we put you in a Discord chat together, you guys, uh, <laughs> uh, Green and Umbria and Libris, right. you were saying, oh, yeah, this is how you get us to talk about art. Uh, so Umbria right. and Libris, in the Hello. bottom right corner. Hello, who are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Umbrian Libris. Uh, I also make videos about Pokemon. Uh, it's mostly Pokemon art and, uh, and creature design and theories as well, and then also talking about just the games in general. Toby, I didn't realize we were having like a complete art specialist show going on. <laughs> well, these, we can these, really, you I, can really dig into you, the. You asked me to bring some Pokemon people to the podcast, and I thought, let's go for people with a real fine appreciation for what like Pokemon is all about. The, it, these, these are the two who are going to know. Like, this is some real like from an artistic point of view. They get Pokemon, and so I hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, there should be some good discussion uh, there. Well, it's good. It yeah, means we, really can, we can kind of dig into some of the announcements from last week as well. We can talk about mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. Cafe Mix. We can talk about Snap and see what sure. you guys think from the art perspective. But I think first we should get straight into it. Pokemon Unite was announced about, about an hour ago. I've seen very mixed reactions online. I want to hear mm -hmm. just your very sort of first, your own personal thoughts on the game. So, Toby, let's start with you. Uh, okay. I mean, the most abridged version of it is really... I don't think it's for me, but it might be for me. And so I'm up for giving it a go and finding out. Not my typical type of game that I would play, but this could be the entry for me into that genre. So I don't know. I'm, we'll see. We'll see. That's how I'm feeling. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Is kind of I what so. I'm getting from that. All right. Uh, how about you, Ron? All right. So, I mean, there's like a subjective and objective opinion usually. Um, the subjective opinion is, yeah, like this is not a game for me. I'm not. I'm not really, like, a, a gamer even at all. Like, I just love Pokemon, like, fiction. So it's, like, that's why I'm a big fan of Pokemon. Um, so I'm definitely not going to play this game. But it's, like, it's a really good and smart move. It's, like, it makes sense. Uh, the, especially, like, with the company that they're, like, that's developing. It's, like, the biggest developer in China. And, like, League of Legends is huge in, like, China and Asia in general. So it's, like, it's, it's perfect marketing, especially for Pokemon. And, you know, that's kind of what we want you know just pokemon to be more popular right <laughs> so it's fine but like definitely the 
most disappointed I've ever been watching a Pokemon presentation. Because, like, I mean, you're waking up early, ready to, you know, excited for this podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, it looks good. <laughs> okay, well, that was uh, that was a very backhanded uh, <laughs> at the end there. Uh, there's a few things I actually want to dig into there very quickly before we move on to uh, to you, Shed. I, so, so Trivian, you say you're not really a gamer, mm. but you just love the kind of the world of Pokemon. So, what sort of which of the Pokemon side games do you play, and which ones don't you play? Do you play any of them? Are there so, some you like and some you don't? So, yeah, I do play some of them. Um, I play Pokemon, I guess, for the Pokemon themselves, uh, interactions with them, especially ones that take place in something that's closer to the main series game. So like, uh, like uh, trainers <laughs> and Pokemon basically. Right. So like Misty Dungeon is cool, but like, it's just harder for me to connect with it. Although like it's, it's amazing games. I love the soundtrack. It was, um, but like, um, and the plot, but like, I'd say the ones that I've enjoyed the most are like, you know, stuff like Coliseum and stuff like that. Um, I, Oh, Pokemon go. I love like that. I play all the time other than <laughs> the last few months, but like, Pokemon Go, anything that fleshes out the the main Pokemon lore or allows me to enjoy Pokemon in the real world, I I guess it's something that I'll able to think about after I'm playing the game instead of just yeah. while I'm playing the game and something that actually makes me that just makes my life in general better. <laughs> okay, so so you like obviously the main series, uh, yeah. you like Go, kind of kind of Mystery Dungeon, but then I'm guessing when you get into sort of the the Pokemon tournament and stuff like that, I'm guessing there's a bit of a bit of a fall off there. Well, Pokemon Tournament, uh, maybe an exception. I, I don't. I never played it, but like, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm I'm a 3D animator, so it's like I love Pokemon Tournament as a concept, as everything about it, except for just actually playing it. I love all the Pokemon right. spinoffs, except for actually playing them, because I just, you know, ga- gaming gives like playing video games gives me anxiety sometimes. I'm just like a casual player of Pokemon. Sure. Although, I mean, of the main series, I'm you know a hardcore fan, but like yeah. of games in general, I just appreciate while not playing them. Mm. All right, and of course, Chad, need to ask you the the core question. Uh, what is yeah. your what is your like first gut reaction to this announcement? Well, I I'd say I'm sort of halfway between Toby and and Ron because I also don't really consider myself a gamer, and this is not a style of game that I would normally go for. Uh, I also go for Pokemon because of mostly the Pokemon designs and the Pokemon lore, which this game I, I don't expect it to have very much in that direction, uh, but. If this was only a mobile game, I almost definitely would not play it. But because it's on Switch, and I do like the Switch just as a platform, and it's free to start, I will give it a try, and, you know, we'll see from there. It's sort of one of those things, isn't it? Like, I've yeah. seen some... I was watching Toby's reaction stream to the announcement, and there were some very interesting opinions in chat. So some people were saying, yeah, it's free to play. I mean, why not? Just give it a try. And other people were saying... No, things being free is bad. And I think what they were trying to say is microtransactions are bad. But right, it ended yeah. up kind of coming out a little bit strangely there. My view on it is sort of you play it for free. If you like it, you can spend money on it. If you don't like it, yeah. oh well, mm-hmm. big deal. No- nothing nothing lost. You're quite excited for it, Dan, right? That's what I was kind of picking up in chat. You're actually, <laughs> as someone who is a gamer, but is maybe less of a Pokemon-specific fan, you're quite excited for this, right? So just, I mean, my background is that I, I work in esports. I'm an esports commentator and esports host. And obviously League of Legends is a very big esports. MOBAs in general are very big esports. And while I'm personally not a MOBA fan, I don't, I, I have never put the time into sort of trying to get there. 
MOBAs confuse me when it comes to lanes. I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. I don't like the shop, how complicated that all gets. If this ends up being a simplified, easy to get into MOBA, I do find the core gameplay elements, the, the sort of moving around, dodging, attacking with abilities, I find that part fun. And I think there's great potential. And Ron, you were saying earlier, from sort of a business standpoint, this could be huge for Pokemon, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's yeah. 100% a good move. It's just the marketing wasn't... For general Pokemon fans, wasn't the best. For yeah. The world, maybe, <laughs> it's pretty good. I think I think we, you were kind of hitting on a moment ago, Ron, was the, you know, we want more people to be fans of Pokemon. We want popular Pokemon to be more popular. And you, you just... You know, the idea of gameplay like League of Legends combined with the characters of Pokemon, there's a very easy selling point there that I think other people might go, oh, I know Pokemon. I remember Pokemon from when I was younger. I, but I'm a big MOBA person and a hardcore gamer. Let's try that out. And if it appeals to them, then it's something that might bring them in. And that's that's something that we can all want, you know, ultimately. Um, yeah. I mean, Pokemon yeah. is like what? So it's like the biggest media franchise. It makes sense for it to have, <laughs> to be part of every single kind of media that exists. Um, and that, yeah. that's why it's so popular. So it's like, this is just more of Pokemon. It's like, like I, I wouldn't complain about like Pokemon Smile or anything. It's just, it was more just the way it was right. marketed. Right. Not, the mar not, not marketed, honestly, more just the way it was announced. <laughs> it was hyped sure. up. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting anything, but like, it's just, you know. Just waking up I think this is yeah. where the biggest the biggest critiques have come from uh, in various Twitch chats and stuff is that they were people were expecting Sinnoh or you know let's go Johto or <laughs> something big or Pokemon Coliseum remake you know people were expecting something really big and I think that's the thing a lot of comments I've seen have said you know what this game didn't deserve its own announcement this game is just a mobile yeah, game, a lot is, what, is what I've seen a lot of. And that's an interesting one. I think you said a minute ago, Shay, oh, you know, if it was just a mobile game, maybe I wouldn't be interested, but it is on the Switch. <laughs> and that's the real question now, isn't it? Like, is this a Switch game that is also available on mobile? Or is this a mobile game that's also available on the Switch? Which way around is this? It's the format, so I guess it's, the, yeah. it's a mobile game on Switch since the format is, you know, it's a mobile game. <laughs> right, as in that the kind of free to start and that, that kind of... I assume microtransactions. I hope it's not like you. You mentioned microtransactions briefly, Toby. Earlier, you were saying, uh, you were saying, you know, I, I hope it's not pay to win. Now the well, way, someone, yeah, someone in my chat was in particular about that. Um, but my understanding is that yeah, mobas don't don't roll like that. Quite. Typically, the way they work, something like League of Legends, if I understand correctly. And again, I've not I've not played a ton of mobas, but League of Legends has over a hundred characters or something like a stupid amount of characters. I, I'm guessing this game won't have that many. But there's like a rotation of 10, 11, 12 characters that are unlocked each week. And it's a different set of characters each week. You can play those for free. But if you want to permanently unlock anyone, that's where you have to pay. So if it's like that, I guess it won't be so bad. But if you have to like pay for upgrades to your characters mm. so that they're stronger or something, that's where it could be taking a bit of a dark route, I think, anyway. Right. Hmm. Is that kind of how you guys feel about the sort of free-to-start format? Is that something that puts you off or, or something you think is, is good? I mean, in, where are we at with that? In general, I'm okay with it. Like, it's, it's, you, you, people know what they're getting into, so it's like, yeah, it's free-to-start. Free to you, you pay for, to win. I mean, that's, like, it's, that's how it is. I don't, like, I'm... I'm, I'm excited about the prospect that there is a genre of game out there, MOBA, which I've always looked at those screens, like you were saying, Dan, about, about lanes and looking at things happening on screen and abilities 
and my mind going, oh, I just can't, I can't, I don't want to. It feels like the barrier to entry for a MOBA yeah. is high in terms of commitment to learning stuff. And if the language of this game is going to be potions and revives and pokeballs and attacks I'm familiar with and characters I'm familiar with. And evolve. Then, uh, and evolving, right? The the idea that, oh, suddenly this might, op this might open up a genre of gaming to me because I am so... I I'm a gamer. I'm interested. I want to explore those those realms of entertainment, you know. And uh, MOBAs are something I've never really touched. League of Legends. What was I doing? I tried it. I don't understand. It's all very complicated. But if the language of the game is in tune with the language that Pokemon fans already speak, this is a great opportunity for me to potentially learn a whole new genre of stuff that I might really, really enjoy. And uh, the fact that it's free to play, like, what's to lose here? I'm very excited about that. I have a question, actually. Is there what's the actual difference between free to start and free to play? Is there? Um, I, don't I guess think so. I don't think Th so. There's, there's got to be though. Actually, hang on. There's got to be. Yeah, Unless it's just be. a different way of wording the same. Maybe they think free to start is a is a better way better of way of wording it. Wording it? I don't know. There will absolutely be. Let, let's be real. There will be in game transactions whether that is to unlock new characters, skins, uh, anything like that. The hope is is that remains within that realm and doesn't remain within the realm of like making the game easier to play like okay I, you've got to pay to win as long as it doesn't go into that realm i'm sure it'll be very successful and i'm sure the people making this game are very aware of that yeah. um yeah. you know if they can make if they genuinely if they can make a long lasting long-standing moba here uh and they do it all the right way it will be a funnel of money for them. Could be for a decade, you know, if they do it correctly. So they've got no reason to be hyper greedy and do all the wrong practices. I'm sure they'll go the right way about it. Um, and I've I've, I've looked it up. Free to start, yeah. I've looked it up. The difference between free to start and free to play. Now this is just one person's opinion on the internet. First thing I found when I googled it. So you know, take this with a pinch of salt. Okay. Free to start is better and healthier for the games industry. In free to start, you pay for more content. In free to play, in general, you pay to skip content. Specifically, mm -hmm. the monotonous tasks that slow down gameplay. Right, the, yeah, the stuff that you really don't want to do, but mm -hmm. you have to get through, so you, you pay to get through it rather than waiting a day or whatever. <laughs> and then it makes Yeah, exactly. It, it's like the classic mobile game, isn't it? Where like, yeah. okay, you, you unlocked your chest. Now you need to wait 12 hours to unlock your next chest or pay gems yeah. to unlock it now. That's, I guess that's free yeah. to play. Whereas free to start is you get X amount of characters. If you want to unlock different characters, different roles, you know, if you want to, if you want right. to play a Snorlax, maybe you have to pay for it maybe pikachu's free i don't know you say there <laughs> might not be that many characters but I, I i mean if it's a success if it's a hit i don't see why they wouldn't have eventually every pokemon character in there <laughs> like all of yeah, them exactly. <laughs> okay sure <laughs> sure what, like i mean if it's more than in the national decks in sword shield or... <laughs> i mean i'm talking over over <laughs> over uh, a five to ten year period because that's they're not making a game that is this is not the kind of game that is like here it is, we'll have a new one for you next year. This, this is game, a game is a service, isn't it? It's a service, yeah, it's going to be a long-term thing. So as, as long as it's successful, as long as it's a hit, I don't see why any reason why down the line it couldn't become known as the MOBA with the most playable characters. They've already got the characters designed. 
They've already know we True. we know which Pokemon evolve into what Pokemon. They've got the ability to add okay Charizard's back, but this is the one that can Mega evolve, you know. And people are just gonna be waiting like, oh, I'm such a big Whale Lord fan. When is Whale Lord gonna be in this one? You know, um, I I think if it's a success, every Pokemon could end up. I'm not saying that will. I don't know. I just think that's totally a possibility down the line. Yeah, I I think that this game is going to be a lot along the lines of Pokemon Go where starts mm -hmm. with a relatively limited number of available Pokemon, but uh, right. increases. And so, you know, people are going to be captured by that, by the, the, oh, now this Pokemon is available. Let's try that out. Right. But also uh, in the sense that Pokemon Go is very different kind of game from the regular, uh, mm -hmm. you know, main series Pokemon games. And so there's a ton of people who play Pokemon Go very like hardcore regularly that know very little about Pokemon outside of Pokemon Go, and I feel like this could be uh, very similar here as well. Obviously, we're mm -hmm. capturing some of the core Pokemon audience people who just will play anything just because it's Pokemon, but also people who just play MOBAs might try this one because it's a MOBA, not because it's Pokemon. And so, like, probably bringing two very different crowds together and hopefully for them finding some success there. <laughs> Yeah. And that touches on what Toby said earlier, right? Where he's not a MOBA fan, but he loves Pokemon. So he'll give it a go. Maybe exactly. this will win him over. Yeah. And there are there are people, again, I mean, I haven't actually properly looked through my own Twitter timeline yet. I haven't had a chance to see the announcement, but I'm, I'm assuming, hoping, that other esportsy people in sort of the sort of my leg of the woods, I guess, uh, are quite excited to it. Because, you know, there's people that very casually like Pokemon, play yeah. the new games as they come out. That type of people. Yeah. Well, they're either going to be like, yeah, this is awesome, Pokemon MOBA, or they're going to be like, oh, this looks like a kid game MOBA. I don't like this. To they're going to go one of those two directions. You, you, you brought up a great point there with Pokemon Go. When Pokemon Go came out, when it was first announced, we all knew that there was going to be this augmented reality Pokemon game, and no one really gave it any mind. Everyone kind of went, okay, they'll, they're making that weird thing over there. And then it came out. And suddenly... Everyone right. was like, why weren't we making YouTube videos about this? Why weren't we covering this? My goodness, this is amazing. And I mean, it can, Pokemon Go is still being played by, maybe not by hardcore Pokemon fans. I don't think that's true. I think some hardcore Pokemon fans do play Pokemon Go yeah. all the time. But, I, you know, there's this kind of reputation. Anyway, the point is, there's an expanse of people out there. You see them every community day who and every Go Fest and every event that love this game, that are into it, that have been bought into the franchise because of it. Um, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's only a positive thing. And I think disappointment, yeah. and I don't know, maybe disappointment only really kind of begins to become a factor where it's, well, were you expecting something else from this announcement? Is this not the specific side game thing or spin-off or main thing that you wanted? Because don't get me wrong, before I'm over, I would have picked a Colosseum remake. I would have picked uh, Diamond and Pearl. I would have picked even maybe Let's Go Johto because I'm not into MOBAs. But that's not my decision to make. They didn't announce that. They announced this. And okay, fine. It's free to start. You're like, I don't, I just don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. my response to that, though, and this should hopefully be a bit of a, it may be an optimistic viewpoint, but it should also be quite accurate, is that, yes, marketing issues aside, and I, I agree with you, Ron, there's definitely that sort of element of, really, this is the announcement? Taking that aside for a second, it's Tencent. It's a company that, as far as I'm aware, had nothing to do with Pokemon until today. 
It's not like these are resources that are being taken away mm. from your Colosseum remake, from mm. your Diamond and Pearl remake, from Let's Go Johto, any of that stuff. This is a new resource entirely. The only resource, I guess, is the money that's paying Tencent, but they probably get money from the game that's probably not... I don't know how it works. I don't know the insider of the business. But what I'm trying to say is that there's no resource really that's being lost here. The games you're excited about, they're, they're no less likely to be made now. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. This is true, yeah. 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 I'm not really sure why people were expecting uh, something main series right now. Yeah, definitely. When, yeah, main series wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't think any any of us were expecting it, but you know, judging by my Twitter timeline, there were definitely a lot of people who <laughs> were. And like we're we just had a DLC release. There's another DLC release later this year. It would be a weird time to announce a main series title, something that would essentially compete for attention, even if it's not out until later. You know, it would take away from from what people are talking about uh, in terms of the main series. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm just not sure Agreed. why people were expecting that announcement now, besides just because that's what they want. <laughs> it yeah. would have been very weird timing, wouldn't it? Like literally yeah. a week after the DLC. And I guess the, the devil's advocate, the counter argument to that, which I think, again, was people being a little bit too optimistic, was, oh, yeah, the reason they postponed this a week is because they didn't want to overshadow the DLC with the new Pokemon game announcement. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I and I get that excitement, but uh, I I generally do agree with you, Sheridan. But like, yeah. it probably isn't the time for it. I mean, realistically, when do you think the next Pokemon mainline game is going to launch? Like, I would just assume next November-ish time, right? Yeah, well, that's the assumption. Yeah. Or... Two thousand one, yeah. Oh, Twenty one, yeah. <laughs> so this year, this year we get the <laughs> this year we get the Sword Shield DLC instead, presumably. And yeah, that, that well, is really good thing because then we have like a gap. Uh, Mm -hmm. technically no new game which is what people want <laughs> apparently no new game mm -hmm. uh for at least one year so they you know take their time for the next uh, main series game and yeah. and, uh, and the, i'm loving the dlcs and you know it's majority of people are at least oh fine with the, with them so it's definitely a overall positive thing well i guess the, the hope is that because the game hasn't come out this year as you said we're gonna they're gonna be able to spend more time on next year's hopefully the dlcs don't take quite as many resources as a, you know a full-fledged new pokemon game would mm -hmm presumably it doesn't so next year's game could be something really special next year's game which could still likely to be diamond mm -hmm. and pearl remakes i mean that's from where yes, i'm sitting anyway I it's think so, yeah. It's, yeah 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 lately I, all of yeah. the big announcements have been on pokemon day right so that's when i'm expecting the next really big announcement it's yeah. february yeah. right yeah right and again there was there was that element of i know i know i felt that element of optimism it was like well you know when Diamond and Pearl originally came out and there were games around that time that originally they did came out, they came out in the summer. Maybe we could be seeing a summer release because there's no game here. But obviously that wasn't the case. Um, hmm. Now let's, let's actually, let's actually twist this into the sort of art perspective for a moment, because that is, you guys, you said this is your specialty. <laughs> did, did you like, did you like the look of Pokemon Unite? Does it look nice on the eyes or what are you thinking? It doesn't look special, but it looks good for what it is. I mean, Mm -hmm. It didn't yeah. have like an identity, I guess. Though it just looks like Pokemon mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it looks like a MOBA. Uh, like that's right. That's what it looks like to me. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't have a, a unique identity, like you said. Like uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix. Uh, I'm not playing that game, but the art on that game is very unique. 
Mm, uh, right. e- even from what I've seen, the art on uh, Pokemon Smile, another one that I'm not playing, but like the, the, the oh, characters yeah. are drawn in a really like, uh, th- they have personality, like the drawings themselves have personality. So I'm not saying that with Unite, but I don't know if that's necessary for this kind of game where, you know, yeah. the gameplay is really what's uh, going to be selling it. Yeah. 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 And what's funny is that, um, well, first, I love the logo of Pokemon Unite. That pretty perfect logo. Um, but, like, any art style that has is, like, memeable, that's that's perfect. Especially for, like, a spin-off that I'm not going to play, like Pokemon uh, Smile. I'm having more joy from that than I'm going to have from Unite because I'm enjoying the memes. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying just looking at the art of the, of the you know, the personality that the characters have in that game. So that's that's fun. You guys should consider giving Smile a go, you know. I found it pretty helpful to, you know, help me. Do you me feel the teeth are clean? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, and what about Pokemon Snap 2? Obviously, that's the, that's mm. really, I guess, that's the thing people are excited about. People were hoping for something bigger than Snap 2 to be announced today. But now, sort of taking the last two weeks into perspective, yeah. as uh, imagine it's just one announcement, Pokemon Snap 2 is the big one. Mm-hmm. Now, that looks like a pretty game, right? Yeah. I guess... I, I, I've never played Pokemon Snap actually, but like me neither. I'm so hyped for that. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. gorgeous. It looks. I mean, it's it's weird. You you can kind of see with Pokemon Snap too. They're trying to. There, there's some kind of there's like a hyper realism in Pokemon, and then there's a the kind of the 3D models that you see in Sword and Shield, and yeah. this just like it inches not not as far as Pokemon, but there's this kind of little step towards that, and I think Pokemon are just you know testing the waters as to how real do we want these things to look like i actually noticed in pokemon unite the snorlax is a very fluffy belly there's like when you look at the model in the, you would notice in the, the snorlax wouldn't you toby yeah well yeah i mean i'm looking at it and i'm seeing that you know you can see pikachu's fine furs and i think they're they're trying to work out how do these creatures look consistently you know going forward as we go into these realms of like more graphically intensive technology um you know uh obviously they used to be all in sprites and that was uh, that was where a lot of their identity existed and i think they're now just trying to like work out how far do we push that into realism and how far of it should be like a style that we're we're sticking to and uh pokemon i I like the way they look in pokemon snap too anyway i think it looks Hmm. quite nice I, I like the light. Uh, the lighting is perfect. I think the the shaders that they're using are. I mean, the the the, the textures themselves look kind of flat compared to actually even Sword and Shield. <laughs> but like like in Sword and Shield, some a lot of Pokemon you can see that there is like some texture to the texture. Like there's like like mm-hmm. a Poliwhirl will especially even in uh in a uh, Let's Go like a Poliwhirl you'll see you'll feel it feel it'll feels like felt even. It feels like. Every Pokemon has this like texture to it in Let's Go, and even so, and so, uh, half of them I'd say in Sword and Shield. While in uh, Snap, although it looks better in terms of the, the rendering, the lighting, especially the environment too, mm-hmm. they look a little plasticky. But I, I honestly don't care. <laughs> but yeah, just... well, I would say that to me, uh, Snap looks more like they're going for more cartoony uh, kind of approach. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. in the Sword and Shield, like Overworld, at least it seems like they're going for uh, a fairly realistic environment. Uh, I don't like, I, I don't think, yeah, yeah. I like that's, that's the approach. I don't think that they did it well, but um, the, the environment, the, the outdoor environments in particular 
uh, they're trying to make it more realistic if you compare like Sword and Shield to Let's Go, for example. Let's Go, very oh, cartoony. Yeah. Um, and Snap to me looks like it's more in the direction of Let's Go. It's like more cartoony than Sword and Shield. And so they're not trying to make super realistic environments. They're trying to make something that just looks pretty and that has some personality to it, which I really appreciate. So, I mean, that, that brings up quite a few other conversations I've had with, with my own stream recently. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just want to give a very quick shout out to those of you watching live right now. There is a poll in the chat. It's, are you hyped for Pokemon Unite? And I'm surprised by the result. At the moment, we've got 64% for heck yeah and 36% for heck no. So uh, that is more of a positive result than I expected, honestly, based on uh, other feedback I've seen. Mm. But yeah, on art style. So... I assume that you guys have, have seen and been involved in various conversations about Pokemon Sword and Shield's art and how... I, actually, do you know what? Before I say anything else, I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to fix what you're going to say at all. I want to hear your own opinions, guys. Just generally, Sword and Shield, how do you think it looks? Looks. Uh, here's the thing. Again, as a person who doesn't play a lot of video games, I, mm. I have no expectations... For right. like when, before I the, the trailers were announced, I have no expectations in terms of the graphics. I, I have nothing to compare it to. Although I mean, I'm I'm actually a huge fan of like Breath of the Wild. I, I'd say that's even like my favorite like single game by itself. Okay. Um, but like that's a great thing to compare it to for this conversation. But yeah. <laughs> um, so I was comparing it. That was the only game I would compare it to, honestly. Uh, before mm. the trailers came out, and then when the trailers came out, I'm like, yeah, this is the next step of Pokemon. It's technically a bigger leap than it, any other Pokemon game, even you know, I mean. Maybe the same as, like, X and Y to black and white, but, like, um, in terms of visual style. But, like, that's the thing. It's just, like, I was – it's it's all about what your expectations were and, like, how, how uh, realistic Game Freak can fulfill them. Because, again, the, it makes sense. The art style of Sword and Shield makes sense compared to the previous generation, honestly. It's not a huge leap, but it is a leap. Uh, well, I actually just made a video about this uh, last week, oh, so great. Uh, I, I'm going to encourage people to watch that because my thoughts are going to be way more organized there than I can do it live. Can somebody just link that link that in chat right now for people watching live? That'd be great. Uh, sure, but uh, I can I can say first uh, what I think, and it's that uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. I think the art style is not going in a good direction. It's I feel like it's going away from the traditional look of Pokemon, of what makes it look like a Pokemon game. And, you know, if they were going for for something more realistic, just overall, they could, they could do that, like, that's fine. But I don't think they did that well. So, like, that's one thing. What I think they were going for, I don't think they did well. And it probably would have been better to go with something more like a more traditional Pokemon look. Like Let's Go, I think, is a very good adaptation of the like 2D uh, Pokemon visual style into 3D. Not that that one is perfect either, but I think it's a much stronger one uh, than than Sword and Shield. Can I Sword and Shield? What, what uh, you just literally just said, just the yeah, fact sure. That, like, you're. I definitely agree with the Let's Go looking more like the original. I'd say like the first four generations of Pokemon, maybe five generations yeah. of Pokemon, but like. I think Sword and Shield is literally basically the same style as Ultra Sun and Moon, just for Switch. <laughs> well, that that is part of it, right? They they've been doing that more like the environments more more organic, so it's not like you know 
a block of of grass here. Uh, so the environments are more organic. The characters are more proportionate instead of being more uh, chibi style. But and so that is a continuation of Sun and Moon. But I already felt like in Sun and Moon that wasn't as unique. It didn't have as much like individual personality as as a style. Right. Uh, and scaling that up to the Switch didn't go well. Um, be, like, just look at the wild area in the main game. It looks very empty, right? Hmm. And if this was done in the size of the, the screen of the 3DS, it probably wouldn't have been as bad because, you know, everything would be more condensed. But just, like, with that much space, I don't think it worked out. It does look go better in Isle of Armor where the wild areas are, like, way more populated in terms of just, like, having stuff to, to make the environment different. Um, but is that so art style better, but... or is that just the format that they're, or well, they're the mastery exe- of the format? It's, an, it's like the execution said, like in, of the in, art in, style. In the Isle of Armor, it's better. And it's just yeah. all about how much they fill in you know, the spaces and stuff like that, how they dress, well, set dressing and all that. Yeah, so that's the execution of the art style. Right. If they had done an approach that's more like Let's Go, I don't think that the wild area, just like the visual approach, I don't think the wild area would have looked as bad because like everything would look flat and cartoony right mm. and so it the like the whole thing would just be uh it would feel more intentional like this yeah. is how we meant for it to be mm. as opposed to this was the best we could do and yeah <laughs> i think that's related to the main problem with sword and shield in terms of visuals is so for example let's go is more top down right so you don't have to see yeah. far into the distance but in Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. you do. And even though, let's say, a place like Hammerlock or, uh, you know, all the towns in general look amazing, but there are things in the distance that you can't access or things that just, they have to just add in the background um, when they didn't have to in the past, and that just hurts mm-hmm. the game. Um, even though the things that are close to you, they look really good. The style, I think, is amazing. There are towns that look really good in Sword and Shield. It's just like, whenever there's a lot of space to fill, they don't know what to fill it with. But when they do, exactly. I think it looks good, and I think they do execute the... Uh, just like in Isle of Armor, I think they can execute it the style well. So I'm, I like the style, honestly, but yeah, they, they're not executing yeah. some of it. I think, I, I think that, just to kind of follow up on those points, yeah, the way that... It's interesting that in different parts of Sword and Shield, particularly with the Isle of Armor, these areas can look really quite gorgeous. Like, I remember when I started playing the Isle of Armor, I was just like, whoa, check this out! Then there's this, and there's this, and there's this! And you're discovering it all, and it's... It's beautiful, and in particular, the forest felt really yeah, nice. Yeah, I love it. You know, it was something about that forest. I got lost. Gorgeous. Um, <laughs> right. It, it, and it's that's awesome. That's exciting. That's what I want. And, and then there's some towns that in particular have such personality. In particular, I really like Surchester. I think it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous city. But oh, yeah, then there are, are, there are other locations and there are other parts of the game that for some reason, like you say, it feels a little bit empty. It's particularly with the wild area. It's like, okay, well, what's, what's there? Just commenting solely on the Pokemon, and I think this is the point that you're kind of revolving around, uh, Shed, is the... The, the style of the Pokemon felt like it kind of had this particular charm through the earlier gens. I think when it was Sprite, it's yep. easier to convey that. And when they moved to 3D, yep. there was this expectation of, like, 3D realism. And I don't think Pokemon has yet settled on its style, on its personality. I think mm-hmm. 
it's still experimenting and that's what we're seeing with pokemon snap that's what we saw a little bit with pokemon and i mean pokemon was obviously a very distinctive choice specifically for that game um and i think for the mainline games as you say ron it's it is a step up from ultra sun and ultra moon it is the next natural step from that game with the hardware available it just doesn't necessarily feel selected specifically and i don't quite know if that's right what i'm saying but that's kind of how it feels um i had something there that i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna say yeah when you look at other switch games you look at like breath of the wild or even like mario odyssey which i think are the two when you look comparing to pokemon it's the best looking 3d pokemon game easily hands down 100 percent when you're looking to the other titans of the switch which would be mario and zelda yeah I can't help but go, I definitely prefer Zelda's the way it looks, and I definitely prefer Mario the way it looks. And even if I can't place my finger on it, that is a definite. That is a certainty. <laughs> yeah, I think Mario yeah. Odyssey has a... Oh, my goodness. Like it nah, just, Mario they're two very the different styles. <laughs> but you can't help just yeah. melt when you play those games. And I think that's because they've made very intentional decisions about the way that they look, and that maybe Pokemon is... still feels like it's working itself out a little bit. Yeah. But it's definitely... A step up. Definitely yeah, but up. if it was literally I, I, the I same exact style, it's a step up. <laughs> if it was the same exact style, but with the lighting and rendering of Odyssey, with the set dressing of like Breath of the Wild and stuff like that, would we be complaining, or is it actually the style? I that don't you're going? know. No, I, I don't know. For, don't for know. me, it is definitely the style. Like, okay, yes, so. it, yes, it could be done better, but I feel like the style itself just doesn't have very much personality. Like, I'm not a fan of, of realism, and that feels like the direction that they're going in. That's like, really weird, because I really it doesn't look real to me. It literally looks just... No, like... no, it, do, it doesn't look real. I just think that's the direction that they're moving in. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. but, like, almost Wouldn't every game... would that be more game... like Pokken, honestly? Sure. Uh, yes, Pokken is, is more in the direction of realism as well. Although, I, I haven't really played that game, so... Uh, like I played the demo when it first came out, so I don't really know the the, the style of that one as well. Yeah, <laughs> but like what I almost every time that I've played a new game in a new series uh, that wasn't Pokemon, <laughs> it was something very uh, special about the visual style that caught my eye. Like first Zelda game that I ever played was Wind Waker, because Wind Waker caught my eye in a way that Ocarina of Time never did. So how do you feel about the look of Mystery Dungeon DX? Because that's got a very distinct oh, yeah. look. That's got a very specific charm about it. It kind of style. almost it invokes that same Wind, Wo- Wind Waker. Like, yeah. what, if, what if all Pokemon was in that art style? Would that be better, do you think? I, I would be down for it. Um, I never played the original Mystery Dungeon. Uh, no, the first time I played no. Mystery Dungeon was actually the demo for, uh, for the remake. And, um, like, I, I didn't continue playing it past the demo because it just, like, the gameplay didn't really uh, get me. But visually, I did really like it. Uh, it took a little bit, a little while to get used to it. But after that, like, I, I thought it looked good. And um, I, I would have been happy to just keep looking at it. Um, but just other games that I've, that I've tried because of the art style, Okami, beautiful game. Yeah. Cuphead, like, just has yeah, personality oh yeah, yeah. in the way it looks. And, like, Cuphead is not at all the kind of game that I play, but I decided to try it because just visually it was something that I wanted to look at. Yeah. This this yeah. is leading the conversation beautifully to actually where I wanted to, to, to end up. Um, 
<laughs> which is i was going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you guys we're talking about how pokemon have been experimenting with different, different styles different types of games how would you feel if for a next the main next mainline game say diamond Pearl remakes or say even the next generation how would you feel if they went back to 2d but with a really modern distinctive style yes yes yes, yes. um Sounding. <laughs> i would be fine with the next generation but for a diamond and pearl remake it would be weird because that, that's true like the whole that's point true. is we want a yeah. 3d one you know we want sure to... yeah okay good point good point <laughs> um if it was another yes. like separate main series game like let's go i'd be 100 percent I don't know if I want like like Generation Nine to be like that because genera- all the generations always feel like a progression, and then like e- even though like it may be like a superior style, I may like prefer that style. Maybe you never know. I just think it'll throw everything off <laughs> in terms of um, yeah, mostly the progression, honestly, or just how it fits into the Pokemon world. It'll feel like uh-huh. less like it fits into the current Pokemon. Is, world. is it because <laughs> is it because we're going back? Is it because we're like, you know? But, but the thing is, two D, two D isn't necessarily back, isn't necessarily past. And and um, yeah, I'm not saying... you bring it up. Cuphead is the is the example to that, right? Cuphead only came out a few years ago. It is a gorgeous looking game. It's two yeah. D. It's old. It's old style. Um, now, one of the things for me about old Pokemon games that makes stuff feel really epic to me is that I'm looking back, talk, talking way back when uh, take like Fire Red Leaf Green as an example. When you fight a gym leader, right? When the battle begins, there's like almost a little title card where you see an image of the gym leader come up and then yeah. it goes away. And then the gym leader has a little animation, just a little few frames of motion where the gym leader would do a thing. Misty would ho- do a hop or Brock would cross his arms or, or something like that. And like, I feel like because now in the modern games, all of the characters are animated. Everyone does this stuff. It makes those moments less epic. Like genuinely <laughs> me as a child, I felt like, Oh, it's gym leader battle time. There's the title card. What's this gym leader going to do? Okay. All right, Brock. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and to me, there's something really epic about that. And I kind of feel like it's an example of how scarcity sometimes brings out more imagination. Like when there's less you can do, yeah. the few moments where you choose to do more feel really cool. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I would I would love an Octopath like Traveler kind of um, Pokemon game. That's exactly the game I had in mind when I was talking about a sort of distinct 2D style. I think it's all about the lighting, honestly. And I think that game did it really well. I just... um, And also, like, the depth of field and all that. That would be amazing. And, and yeah, like, a mm-hmm. black and white... Like, in the same exact style as black and white, but with more better lighting. Like, um, Yeah. I think... I mean, I... Everybody has a different, like, you know... Uh, uh, preference and art style and all that i think i actually the gym the gyms in sword and shield are my favorite and just like i love the personality of the gym leaders and all that all that i like everything in terms of the, the characters in in sword and shield like right. well that actually leads me back to like i was gonna ask this like before where it's like what's your opinion on like the characters and not the pokemon in the current generation in terms of their style because like I've been like that. Was, seems like it's a hundred percent positive, but that may not be your opinion. No, I think the character designs in general, both of the the humans and the Pokemon, I think they are improving improving overall. Right. Obviously, yeah. like there's like individual ones that I that I don't like and that I think yeah, that's, are, 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 are not good. But thing. yeah, but just the overall, yeah, I think it's been going in a yeah. really good direction. There's definitely this ones less... that like are gone. 
No, just this is less an art style critique and more, I guess, an animation critique. But now, I, I, again, I'm, I'm picturing these 2D games and how <laughs> characters can have very short, snappy animations, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, and now I'm thinking, you know, you beat a gym leader and then there's that really long, awkward handshake and stuff like that okay, yeah. really takes me out of it. And again, that's not really an art style critique. That is more of an animation yeah, critique. An but it, it sort of all goes in the same in the same bag, sort of for, in terms of my, my enjoyment of, of what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Toby? I was going to say, yeah, I mean, there's some characters that I obviously prefer or dislike. Like, for some reason, the, the characters are like Milo and Nessa. They like, really resonate with me. Oh. And then there's other characters like... Um, there's there's the ice and rock gym leader who i just don't really particularly care for and that's you know whatever that's fine um and i think that's the case regardless of what generation there will always be some characters that i'm like oh they're really cool and there's other characters that i'm like oh yeah so and so's the gym leader here all right um but with the pokemon design specifically they are getting more complex they are getting more and i, I like the way it's going the really good example of this is the Pokemon Orbeetle, as you know him, Dan, Orange Slice. Um, <laughs> this is a Pokemon that is a ladybug, an evil scientist, an evil scientist that's grown up from a bookworm that has psychic powers that is a spaceship, if it G-Maxes, and is about radar technology, and all of those themes are woven Perfect together to, to make get. this one Pokemon. And it's... Yeah. On the surface, you look at it and you go, oh, it's the regional bug Pokemon. Cool. And then there's just all of this stuff underneath it. And that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect Pokemon design. <laughs> yeah. It just seems as though, from a community perspective, there is a big divide between how people felt at the time and even how they feel now about that transition from Black White 2 to X and Y. Yeah. About that transition from 2D sprites uh, 2D sprites with like little animations, by the way, I was a big fan of. Yeah. But that transitioned from that to full-on 3D rendered animation. And I'm even even looking at a Twitch chat now throughout this podcast. Like the, the debates are happening. People saying they didn't like that transition. People saying they did like that transition. And it just feels like it could be a cool thing to experiment with in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, personally, you when you brought up um, Mystery Dungeon, uh, and I, I didn't really give my perspective on that, I think that game looks phenomenal. I love the art style in the, in the new Mystery Dungeon game, just like I love the art style in Zelda Link's Awakening. There's something very, very mm. whole to yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, I just, I like that Pokemon is experimenting with that. I'd love to see more wacky experimentation in the future. I would love yeah. to see, an, uh, I would love to see like a, I think a Hoenn remake in the Link's Awakening style. I could see that. <laughs> I see it. You say it, yeah. and I see it. Yeah, I think that would be, be the great. best one. That best generation for that. I think Let's Go was kind of the closest in that direction. Yeah, does that sound right? And uh, yeah, like I quite yeah. like the way Let's Go looks. To be honest, I do. Um, I I hope the Pokemon and the Pokemon developers don't feel cornered into well, we just have to keep on going with this for our mainline games this is the natural progression of technology we have to go with that and we can't make any kind of creative choices now to create a, a style and a brand i don't see because it is such a broad brand it's such a you know it's every, it's out there it's everywhere um yeah. i hope that they feel that actually if this would look better and more exciting even if it's not the thing that's necessarily going to appeal to everyone 
that they would pursue pursue that. I think, yeah, maybe they're just trying to please a lot of people, and I, I yeah. think which it, is always a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, every single person plays a Pokemon for a completely different reason. Here we have four people. We all play. I bet you Pokemon for completely different reasons. So you can't, you can't, you can't uh, make everyone happy. But I think in terms of this, the jump from two D to three D. It's all about the execution. Uh, I don't think we should all be like, oh, no, we have to go back to specifically 2D. Why not just make a better 3D, you know? Like, why not just have it look better in 3D? It's because there's nothing inherently wrong with 3D or 2D. It's just about the style. Like, for example, I there are tons of people who hate, like, 3D animation for some reason. But then they look at, the, you know, Into the Spider-Verse. And they're like, oh, that's perfect. That's 100% 3D. But, like, <laughs> it's just about the style. Yeah. And it's just... It's not the well, actual. I, I think it's not format. people wanting to go back to 2D so much as it is people wanting Pokemon to have a style, to have that kind of identity yeah, again. Yeah, so just. Which, yeah. If that's fine, I, yeah. I, you know. I, I think that's where it stems from, for sure. And uh, I mean, if definitely, if they can lock down a look that is. You know, they go that Link's Awakening route, they pursue further into the Let's Go route, they pursue further into the Pokemon route, I don't really mind. But if they can choose something, because I think at the moment it just feels very. What's the word? Like surface. It's just very like. I don't know. It Shallow. doesn't. It's just very. I don't. Know. I find it character. I, I find it characterless. I find that the that the visual style of Sword and Shield just doesn't add anything to the game. This is this is not to say by any means I dislike the games. I love the games. I wouldn't be here talking yeah. about it if I did. <laughs> um... <laughs> This is just to say that we, when it comes to that visual style, there are definitely, like, I think some Pokemon that, for example, didn't survive the transition to 3D in a good way. This is to say you look at something like Typhlosion, and when you look at the sprite art of a Typhlosion... Or a but again, that's just more like how the, the lack of animation and the fires. So like, if they did that, it would be the same mm -hmm. exact style, same exact model, just, and you would like it more. So I don't think... We have to, like, yeah. really think about what is the thing we don't like. Instead of just being like, no, overall 3D or overall the style is not. It's good, not you know? overall 3D. It's there's there is something missing with at least some of the Pokemon and enough and at least some of the world. Yep. And it's enough to detract from what's working. Because yep. there are some Pokemon that I look at and I go, like, especially with the newer Pokemon, you look at something like, I don't know, Cramran, and you go, Yeah, you're designed for this world. Yeah. You were made for this. That makes sense. I don't know why that makes sense, but it just does. Um, I, you're 100 percent right with that, and I think that's yep. the problem. Like Pokemon fans don't get in general that every generation of Pokemon, all the Pokemon are designed for that generation, for that, for the graphics that they have to, you know, display for that generation. Mm -hmm. Like all the Pokemon in Generation One, a lot of them aren't like don't have round features. A lot of them, their eyes are you know triangles because they could, had to do that for sprites. You can't have complicated designs. You can't have a lot of you know curves and stuff like that for generation one but then when you could start doing that for example i think generation four is when they 100 percent could have any design so you'll see more like for example luxray if luxray was designed in a previous generation his ears would be pointy maybe but his ears are round because they decided to make it round they thought that fit mm -hmm. well uh, but then i hear mm -hmm. luxray one of the coolest pokemon ever some people who are like i never use gen one or but like yeah a gen one would be like oh yeah the pokemon's too round and cutesy even though it's literally luxray <laughs> like it looks like a Neopet, even though because it's too bright and colorful, well, you know, Generation 1 Pokemon wouldn't be like that. It's all about the hardware and what they were made for. It was made for that generation, you know? Yeah, which is, I think, part of the reason I would really like to see 
uh, new new main series Pokemon games just really experiment with style and just like have each game or at least each generation uh, be its own thing. It doesn't have to be like a natural progression. You can try whatever you want. <laughs> what like what really makes a, a Pokemon game a main series Pokemon game is like the, the the structure of the game and not the way it looks. So you can make it look however you want. I think now is a, a pretty good time to transition into uh, some questions that we've actually received from, from Twitch chat live uh, while talking about this, as this first question is on the exact same topic. Um, what are your thoughts on the rise of more humanoid Pokemon in newer gens and how designs are evolving in general when compared to gens one and three? That's a question from Garbage Ego. What are your thoughts on the rise of more humanoid Pokemon uh, and how newer des uh, designs are in general? So uh, who wants to start with this one? I have... It really depends what you consider a humanoid because when it comes to like when people like have find a category or a, a word that they use to describe Pokemon, especially like in a negative like furry bait or whatever, they'll apply it to anything. They'll be like, "This Pokemon's furry bait. This Pokemon's furry bait." When it isn't like 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 guard of like guard of war is just a humanoid Pokemon. It doesn't mean that it's a furry bait. I don't think furry the game free even knew what furries were back then. So it's like same thing with the humanoid Pokemon. I I people calling what. Uh, Rillaboom humanoid when it's literally a gorilla like if you look at a Sugimori art it literally is literally just a gorilla but like I get that it stands up more upright but again it's gonna drum so it kind of has to do that That mo that's more about the concept and less about it being humanoid mm -hmm. if you're gonna be give that to like Inteleon yeah I get that even S Score Bunny uh, 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 Cinderace but like but then again I think the hunt the problem more isn't about them looking humanoid although yeah it's a problem i'd say it's in some pokemon um it's more about uh specific pokemon only like having one personality like for example yeah. cinderace that entire species although i love it like if it's a personality that's pulled off well i love it like i really like cinderace even though i mean it's not my favorite starter of the bunch but like it has a really cool personality it's really good for marketing it's really good for just uh for uh, connecting with that Pokemon, especially in various forms of media. But yeah, I see that's the subconscious problem that people have, where it's like a whole po species of Pokemon has one personality that's very humanoid personality, doesn't fit, like, doesn't feel like it would make sense in the wild. And less about like, like, I mean, we have Hitmonchan, nobody's complaining about that, but it's, it still feels like it could be any personality. <laughs> but like, yeah. Cinderace has a humanoid personality, or Inteleon, they're all spies, even though. What's up with that? And they mm -hmm. all are all Inteleon spies. Um, but I think, like, Rillaboom, even though some people complain it's humanoid, I think it makes sense. It, it, it could be any personality. It could... It looks like a gorilla. <laughs> but it's all about preference, honestly. Yeah, uh, this is a, a, a way that one of my viewers uh, put it uh, when we were having a discussion recently. But it was um, that... A lot of the Pokemon nowadays are being designed more as characters than as creatures. So the kind of personality that they're given are more like individual level personality as opposed to like species level personality. And and I I do think that that is a problem, um, that, that that's not ideal, not the ideal way to go. In terms of like their designs being more humanoid, I don't really have too much of a problem with that. Yeah. I prefer the more animalistic ones, but just like I'm okay with, with humanoid Pokemon. But I, I agree that like making their personality more like very, very individual. So like every Inteleon is a, you know, confident spy. 
that's a little weird. <laughs> and I think that's why people are like using that for like, let's say I've heard people say deciduous humanoid. Not because it literally is humanoid, but because of the personality. Even though I, I don't see it, I think any decidui can have any right. personality. But it's yeah. it's less about the design and more about yeah, the other personality. Even though I think in theory it's fine because it does make me it makes me I I'm drawn to Pokemon with personality. And if if a Pokemon if it pulls it off well, like if a Pokemon doesn't pull off the personality, it's not good. But um, yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just start tearing through a few more of these now because uh, there's a few more questions have popped up and I don't want us to be here uh, stuck here all day. Um, but Jay asked, "What got you into Pokemon? And has there been a time where you lost interest in Pokemon?" Um, I, I guess I got through the anime, but yeah, you know, I guess feel I feel like most people do. Um, uh, <laughs> but that was you know as a kid, and then like I started playing the main series as like two years later and then that was like the main draw to the series but like I'm a fan of the franchise in general um and uh there was like one year <laughs> when I when I, I missed one episode of the anime so then I stopped just playing also the games and I just I felt like I was like in eighth grade I, I was like what 12 and then but it was only for like a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I think generation five um I was still into the games but by that point the games were, I think, the only thing I was really following. The the show I had stopped watching, uh, and the card game I wasn't collecting until the very end of Generation Five. Um, but no, I, I mean, I've always been into Pokemon since it since it started, since it first came out here. I was maybe even a little bit late to it. I think two thousand two thousand one is when I actually properly started. But I started by digesting basically all of Generation One and Two as a whole. Um, and then there was a moment. And I remember specifically, Dan, this, I was over your house and it was a New Year's uh, and we were getting ready to go to a New Year's party and I was listening to a Pokemon Trainer Red remix um, and I just had this moment where I went, I don't just like this thing. I really like this thing. Like, this is like <laughs> a, a defining personality thing for me. I really like this. And I don't know what it was, why it's that memory, but I have that memory where I just went, yeah. No, this is like more. This is like an obsession. What's that about? Just another way I can claim credit for Toby's yeah, YouTube exactly. channel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How about how about you, Shed? Uh, well, I got into it basically as soon as as Pokemon arrived in Brazil. I'm originally from Brazil, and that was I don't know 1999 or so. But, but like every aspect of the franchise arrived at once. So you know, uh, games, anime, trading cards, everything just arrived at once, and I got into everything at once. And I've and I've been, yeah. So I was about ten years old at the time, and I've just been into Pokemon since then. My interest in Pokemon as a whole has not waned. Um, my interest in specific parts of the franchise have. So I dropped out of collecting the cards. Mm. I dropped out of collecting uh, of of watching the anime. I never dropped out of the games. The games have always been like the the thing that I that I really stick to. Um, Generations four and five, like. I was I was still into the games, but I was uh, less surrounded by other people who were also into the games. So maybe I wasn't just as like outwardly passionate about it during that time. But I was still mm. playing. I was still enjoying Pokemon. I was just doing it m more by myself than you know in a public sphere. So hmm. all right, cool. Uh, and to very quickly give my own answer, uh, I, I was into the anime also. Uh, saw the 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 advert on TV for gold and silver, and I was like, I have to have this game. Uh, I told the story on stream earlier, so apologies for those of you that I'm repeating it to. Uh, <laughs> I 
begged my family to buy me this game and they didn't not disappoint. My grandma came home next time she went shopping. She had Pokemon Silver. Excellent. Now, where in the PC does this thing go? <laughs> and uh it's like there's a floppy disk drive that's a similar shape please 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 dad please please tell me that goes in there <laughs> yeah i had to get myself a game boy after that that's uh that's that story okay uh next question uh and i've, I've stopped questions now Sony watching live we, i've shut down questions we've got three more to get through i'm fine with um 11 more questions but <laughs> <laughs> 11 more questions it's okay we'll do these three uh community community raid hours in 30 minutes so we gotta we gotta yeah. let uh, i don't know which of you guys are streaming that gotta, gotta let you get away um would you rather a side game that connects to the main series or a side game that doesn't that's from fioni league uh connects to the main series yeah. i don't know why i don't know what it is uh, no i know why i want to explore that world more yeah that's it yep. the main series Any world is, yeah any experience, what I love about Pokemon, and you were kind of describing this earlier on, is I love the regions and the characters and the lore and the story. And Pokemon as a franchise over the last few years has definitely moved away from that kind of storytelling where the story really focuses on what's today's generation, what's going on right now. That's where the story seems to exist. And uh, obviously, with what I do on YouTube, exploring the expanded story is and the imagined story and the headcanon is what i'm all about so yeah side game that connects to the main series absolutely yeah yeah same you all agree all right cool um yoloi asks how do you feel about the direction that shinies and shiny locks are taking with the newer games hmm unopinionated i mean yeah <laughs> any fan-made uh lock oh so shiny are you talking about like shiny locks or locked shinies <laughs> i think locked shinies is the general just that i get like oh yeah the accessibility of shiny pokemon is what i'm getting from that um hmm uh well i wish every po I, i'm not a shiny hunter or anything but i do wish that every pokemon was able to be hunted so like yeah. Well, I don't. I don't get really get why shiny lock like legendaries and starters, for example. If people want to sit there for for two days resetting for their starter to to be shiny, I think they should be allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, the reason they apparently do it is just because like for Pokemon that you see them in the overworld and they have some kind of like interactable interactability. It's weird, I guess. If you if it's not shiny in the overworld, then you start the battle and it is. Although I think shiny hunters wouldn't care at all. So I guess yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah. There's no reason to shiny lock anything, but again, it's not really a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I I do also wish that there were more interesting ways to hunt for shinies. Mm. Uh, like this generation, there's nothing. Like you have Masuda method, and that's it. So it's just like there there isn't like a fun thing that you can do that will get you a shiny in the end. <laughs> Uh, like wormholes um, in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, not not the best mini game, but it was a mini game that sometimes got you a shiny at the end. So I, I liked that. Yeah, I did. All right, cool. Well, apparently you, because uh, I wasn't fully sure what the question meant as well, but apparently you've appropriately <laughs> answered it. So uh, that, that's cool. all good. Um, final question we have then is from King of Twitch, and King of Twitch asks, "What got you all into making YouTube videos and streaming?" Also, I love your YouTube content, True Green Seven. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, True Green Seven. Why don't you answer this one first? What got you? What you got? What got you into these platforms in the first place? Um. Well, I mean, I've been making videos in general before, like 
many years before YouTube. I just like making videos, so that's the reason I make YouTube videos. Um, I mean, yeah, I also like. Um, I mean, again, I'm like I'm an animator, so like that just makes sense to me. Um, making videos, especially about my favorite franchise or like the fr- like if you're gonna make a YouTube channel, I think you should do it about like on the franchise that you can't get enough of, not like your second favorite yeah. franchise or something. Um, but um, also just the fact that I love t- teaching people about the things or just like having people. Ex- get excited about the things that I'm excited about um, and sharing that. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's the reason I just want people to appreciate what I appreciate, really. Okay, cool. Chad? Yeah, I would actually like to hear Toby's answer first because oh, okay. Oh, okay. My, my, yeah. my reason comes out of Toby, so... Oh, interesting. Oh. Okay, well, I mean, for me, it was... I was vlogging for a long time because YouTube is something that, you know, Dan and I, we've, we've always been into. Um, and so we've always, we've just been doing YouTube since it started. Not because... yeah. Sorry, Toby. What what got you into video making in the fir- in the first place? Huh? In the first in the place, first. we were just we were just kids messing around making videos on YouTube and going, oh, where are we going to put it? Oh, there's this thing called YouTube. That's where we watch videos. I guess we <laughs> upload them there. And at that point, it's like 2006, 2007. We're doing stuff that we think is funny and things that we think are you know, and basically ripping off you know the things that we think are funny that we're seeing. Uh, I went to uni, I started vlogging, I saw other vloggers and I went, oh wow, YouTubers, like that's a new word and that's exciting. And uh, pretty, I think over the course of several years realized, what am I talking about week to week? What What's the thing? Like, there's no substance here. And occasionally I'd hit something and I'd go, oh, I really knew what I was talking about there. That's exciting. And then it wasn't until I saw you, Van, playing, uh, playing, uh, hearthstone and i saw and you were streaming hearthstone content and i saw other pokemon youtubers and i went it'd be so good if i could imagine if i could just make videos about pokemon oh i could just make videos about pokemon of course i could (laughs) that's and suddenly you know it's just one of those moments where you have an idea and it explodes and you go of course i could what do i what do i like watching yeah oh i could do that oh but i could bring the vlog elements in yeah okay cool let's do that and and that's just kind of where it all started for me and and the rest is history right so <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna slip in my answer straight after that yeah. because it, it tag teams so well with toby's uh obviously as toby said we used to make lots of you said 2006 2007 i think you're a few so years off now. i think it's more like 20 yeah. 20 more like 2012 20, 2013 even no when we started making videos as kids Geeks? No, we're 2008, 2009. 2008 actually is a fact. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure all right. Either yeah. way, people are asking in Twitch chat, oh, I want to see these videos. The videos Dan, made his ki- Dan and Toby made as kids. Uh, they, are, they may become made available at some point, considering, considering <laughs> having some sort of viewing party on Twitch in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, so there was that when we were younger, I got into, into video making. I went to university, studied video making because of that kind of thing. Toby stalked me there. That's a story of its, of its own, but he can't disagree yeah. with what I'm saying because it's technically true. And um, yeah, then I started getting into, into playing Hearthstone too much, discovered streaming, did that. Took a long break where I started doing my job of esports casting and hosting. Then a global pandemic started and I couldn't do my job anymore. So here I am back on Twitch. And that's my story. How about you, Shed? <laughs> uh, well... So like I said earlier, during the Gen 4 and Gen 5 eras, I was not really surrounded by other people who who also liked Pokemon. So 
basically all of my Pokemon opinions were kept to myself, right? Uh, but then at some point during the Gen 6 uh, cycle, which is when uh, I think Toby started doing uh, Pokemon YouTube. End, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, towards the end of that. So uh, that's also when I started watching Pokemon YouTube. And I was like, you know what? That, that would actually be a really good way for me to e express my Pokemon opinions in a way that other people can actually... Uh, it didn't interact like back with me, but that was 2016. And I think I just didn't feel like I had enough to say to keep a channel going at the time. And it took so about two years for me to actually convince myself to start the channel. So I started it in 2018. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I was, I, I regret a little bit not starting sooner. <laughs> um, Everyone does. Everyone yeah. does. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, I just spent so much time just like thinking about it and be like, yeah, you know, it would be nice. And Toby keeps making these theories that I kind of agree with, but I kind of disagree with. So I want to say what my take is. <laughs> that was really the, the, the thing that, that got me going. It was like, I disagree with Toby. <laughs> yes. but, 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 but Toby's always right, especially when it comes to Reggie's. Especially when it comes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do you even know that? You don't know Pokemon. Go away. You probably <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's yeah. pretty much going to be the end of the show then. So now the final thing is for you guys to all plug yourselves as much as possible and uh, and kind of say goodbye. So, uh, Toby, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm Berkey for Toby. I'll be mm. here next week. So that's where you can find me next. Outside <laughs> of this, YouTube, Twitter, all the things Berkey for Toby. All right. Uh, Ron? Same thing, true. Not not Perky Pertobi, but True Green Seven <laughs> uh, on YouTube and uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. I guess I post like anything that any art related thing that I make in a video. I post that on Instagram too. So True Green Seven. It's T R U E, like the actual word true, not T R U. <laughs> Everyone's gonna go ahead and keep spamming that in the chat. So that's fantastic. Oh, nice, um, sweet. And if there's anything else you'd like to shout out, Ron, feel free. If there's anything else you'd like to uh, uh, play Pokemon. Uh, Awesome. And, sh and Shed, how about you? Uh, no, same thing for me. Uh, I'm also Birdkeeper Toby? On... Yes, also Birdkeeper Toby. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll just, uh, Umbreon Libris everywhere, basically. Uh, I'm really only on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, I moved away from streaming on Twitch to streaming on YouTube. So uh, th those are the two places to really find me. All right, awesome. And my name is Falcone. I'm doing this podcast every single week. If you're watching it live, thank you very much. We're going to turn this into a bit of a just chatting stream uh, for the next 20 minutes soon. But uh, if you're not watching live, you're probably watching on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google, on any of those, or on YouTube. So thank you for watching. Don't forget you can watch live on Twitch. Uh, well, thank you for watching or listening. Obviously, it's a podcast. But uh, yeah, we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Okay.